You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 59 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo and I'm here with Gina Militia. How are you, Gina? I'm great, Val. How's it going? I'm good. I'm good. What's new in your world? We've just been sharing photos, haven't we, Val? <laughs> yes, we have. Of our little babies. <laughs> well, I sent Gina photos of my cat Rex, surprise, surprise, and in return, Gina sent a photo of her dog, Gary. Yeah, but 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 what was really sad is like I look at Valerie's photos and they actually look like they've been lit <laughs> and styled and like the, the like groomed and they look amazing. And then my shot's like not very good, was it, Val? It was a bit backlit. It wasn't fantastic. Probably wasn't in focus. <laughs> I confess, I have been. Um slightly obsessed with uh, browsing Instagram accounts of fluffy white cats and they and the people who have fluffy white cats seem to have this propensity to to style their shots I think if you're going to own a cat like yours Val you have to be a certain type of person yeah I would agree I would agree because I look at my cats and I look at your cats and I look at you and I look at me. We're very different, Val. I was talking to um, the Weezer who's helping me with some interior design and she shows me things and I just go, oh, yes, that furniture, Rex would look so good on that. <laughs> That's how you choose your furniture. Yeah, probably not the best way to do it. But anyway, I'm really keen about today's episode, which is all about getting air, how to get air and life into your portraits, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. But before we move along with that, just tell me, what have you been shooting and doing in the world of photography this week, Gina? Well, I it's, hear been that... a, it's an exciting week. Because, yes, I hear there's uh, been something big. There was a birth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Been carrying around all year. The, uh, the book launched. Uh, so the book uh, that I've been talking about most of the year on the podcast that I've been writing and uh, photographed in Cuba, Vegas, a bit yeah. in Japan and all around Australia called Fast Flash. So exciting. Uh, finally launched for Digital Photography School and it's basically uh, everything you need to know about shooting with flash and um, I've really focused a lot on the lower end gear as well as the high end gear but mm. it, all of the recipes and everything you can do in this book is targeted at every level of, phot- of photography so if you're just starting out you'll get a lot out of this and if you're a, a, a pro there's a lot to take your uh flash photography to the next level so I'm um, really proud of it and uh, really excited it's out there Val. And I'm very proud of you it's so exciting fast flash 
for Portrait Perfection, the yep. ultimate how-to guide by none other than Gina Militia. And we'll put the link in the show notes if you're interested in buying this book. It's uh, it's awesome. And, of course, it's written in Gina's inimitable style. So no doubt you'll not only get a lot of you know great tips and techniques and ideas and tools, you'll probably laugh out, li- out loud as well. So <laughs> definitely get this book. It's awesome. So let's move on. We want to uh, give some shout-outs to Lisa in Darwin who has left us a review on iTunes. Thank you so much, Lisa. And Lisa has said, love, love, love this podcast. Keep up the great work, ladies. I've learned so much from you both. You rock my photography world. Wow. That's awesome. Love Darwin too. Have you been up there? Yeah, we went together, dude. Oh, that's right. <laughs> we did that, that trip. Oh, my God. Have you forgotten that we went together? The entire time of ways to get a helicopter in to get you and your Prada slingbacks out of Darwin because uh... you weren't coping because you thought we were going on a five-star retreat and it was anything but five-star. <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was spectacular. Yeah, well, it was a memorable experience, that's for sure. <laughs> We're not talking about Darwin. We only started in Darwin. Uh, we started and ended in Darwin, but we actually went um, and we did a gig together. I was the journalist and Gina was the photographer and uh, it was in Kakadu. So it was in... Um, yeah, it was, we saw lots of amazing, amazing things, amazing sights. We trekked in really hot conditions. Yeah. We stayed in, well, basically tents. Um, we had to go to the toilet in things that were not toilets. Yeah, to dig a hole, Val. I just can't. That was it. I've, I've blocked it. I've blocked it. You didn't it. like that bit. And camp it. beds with no pillows. Yeah. So, and when, like, the, 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 the insects and the number of flying things and mosquitoes and everything was out of this planet. I remember we had the, some butter there, like a tub of butter, and you only had to open the butter for literally a millisecond and the yellow turned to black, 100% opaque black, because that's how many insects would fly into the butter. And, yeah, it was, it was certainly a memorable experience. So, but you know what? My highlight from that place, Val, what? in Darwin, uh, when I was in Kakadu, I have never, ever to this day still seen so many stars in the sky at night. Uh, absolutely blew me away. And that's the one of the highlights, you know, if you want to go and take uh, photos of stars, mm. up that part of Australia is probably oh, just incredible, amazing yes. place. No light pollution. So Lisa, thank you. You live in an awesome part of the world. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much, Lisa. Thank you also to Mr. Jay Zahn, who has said, you can learn more here than any other podcast. Wow. Thank you so much. And he has said, this podcast is is by far the one I look forward to listening to on my way to and from work. The tips are excellent and the scenarios Gina and Valerie get you thinking about things you may not have otherwise thought about as someone who is not in the business but someday might like to be. Well done, ladies. And if you aren't a member of the Facebook group, you should be. This group might be the one and only I've come across where if you post a picture, you actually get constructive criticism, yeah. criticism 
not someone bashing your work in an aggressive manner. Photography is an art and like all art, it is subjective. Here you have people giving technical feedback and subjective feedback. So kudos to all involved in the group as well. Wow, oh, thank you so much. Thank you. That's awesome. That's uh, that's a really cool thing. And yes, I have to agree. I think the Facebook group is amazing and there is a, a, mm. a, a really beautiful um, way that uh, everyone is relating and mm. sharing their ideas and the creative constructive criticism that goes on is uh, so respectful, Val. That's what I really love about it. I love the culture mm. in there. It's, it's, it's a great place for, for all photographers to come yeah, and all share levels. the work. You feel safe. Yeah, all levels, yeah. no matter what level you're at. So we welcome you. It's free. So just join us. Search for So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community on Facebook and just request to join and uh, it'll be great to see you in there. So let's move on to a listener question from Katrina Schubert this week. Now, Katrina has said uh, how she has a possible podcast question for us, how to shoot with a tripod effectively. Katrina mm-hmm. says, I know I sound like a complete idiot, but I really struggle with it and end up shooting handheld when I really shouldn't. And therefore, I'm not always getting the sharp images I want. The only way I know how to focus is by aiming my autofocus point at the point I want sharpest. For example, the eye closest to camera when shooting a portrait. Mm-hmm. Half pressing the shutter and holding it while I recompose the shot. I can't do this on a tripod, though believe me, I've caught myself trying, so I'm a bit lost. Is there a procedure to use a tripod? Do you compose or focus first? Am I missing something so insanely simple it's embarrassing? Any tips you could share to me, help me be less awkward with a sh- tripod would be very much appreciated. And, uh, you know, yeah, we would love to answer that question. Don't, wouldn't we, Gina? It's, or rather, I would let Gina answer that question. Go ahead, Val. Because <laughs> I have to say, when it comes to sharpness of images, Gina probably can tell you that I could improve on that front. I may be yeah. good at composition. I may be good at styling, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're anyway. Getting better, Val, though. Oh, getting better. Slowly. Yeah. You complain a lot about your eye hurting. It's like, what is <laughs> How do I close both eyes while I'm holding the camera and focus? (laughs) She's joking. Anyway, go on. Please Um, answer Katrina's question. (laughs) So, Katrina, I've got a confession for you. Um, The way you uh, focus your shots, I can't actually do it that way. Really? The 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 cope uh, compose and you focus and that you you compose your shot to half half press the shutter and then you can move move mm. the shot you know Why? anywhere. Why can't you, want. you do I that? I can't way? do that. I really? d- it does my head in. Really? I find it really frustrating and I'm not I'm not landing, um, getting the sweet spot the way I I would want it. It's not controlled enough, which a lot of photographers will say. Well, that's the only way to to mm. focus shots. You mm. you know, set it up half to press. Get, yeah. You know, move your camera, and then so um, yeah. So that's a skill in itself, I think. Um, but it's there's a really easy way to do because, as you know, I love to shoot with a tripod because I yes. think it 
to mean more control. First of all, it means I can shoot a lot slower than I would normally if I was handheld. I'm not um, fantastic at some photographers can hold the camera steady uh, at a 30th or a 15th of a second and still get sharp shots. I can't. I have a bit of camera shake. Um, everyone's different. Uh, also, when I'm shooting with a tripod, it leaves, and especially when I'm doing portraits, it leaves me free to focus on the person I'm photographing. So I'm not worrying about the angles my camera is at because I also tend to shoot on, on, on an angle if I, if, if I don't set the camera up straight on a tripod. And I can use my hands because mm. I, I like to use my hands and describe things and I actually use my hands a lot when I'm directing. You so do. I, I can um, show them how I want them to tilt their head just by using their hands. So I think um, shooting with tripod works really well for, for my style. Basically, uh, what you need to do, Katrina, is when you look through uh, your camera viewfinder, uh, you, you, you'll see that there's um, uh, lots of little black squares, uh, which are the autofocus points on a camera. Now, if you've got uh, an entry-level camera, uh, there'll be fewer focus points than mm. if you have, say, a, a pro-level camera, but they all have them. Mm. And there is the, the ability to switch. So when, some cameras, as, as a default, will have a mode where the camera, when you set to auto, the camera will find the brightest point in the, in the uh, image and it'll focus on it. it, it like they, they've almost got facial recognition now. It'll say, well, that's the head. Mm. That's the area we want to focus on. But what happens if you've got, say, you're shooting into a crowd and you might have things in the foreground, things in the background, but you only want to focus on the one person, say, in the middle, slightly to the left of the frame. Mm. Where is the camera? So you need to be telling the camera where you want to, to focus. So if you're on auto, it'll get confused. If you're doing the compose and, and recompose on a tripod, it's, it's impossible. So basically, you can go into your camera's custom menus and you can select um, AF single shot. In the, in the custom menu, and then, then you are able to uh, put your um, focus point wherever you want it, and you can control it uh, with either there's, there's a joystick on some cameras or the thumb wheel on, the, on others. Yeah, so the, the, rotate. either the thing at the back or the thing on the top. Yeah, it's at the back. It's either the, there's mm. a big thumb wheel that mm. you rotate with your thumb or there's a little joystick just above that, that you can rotate. And that, that will allow you to move the focus point exactly where you want it. So if you're shooting on tripod and uh, the person is not exactly in the middle of the frame, which is what center, the center focus point is, you can actually just say, well, they're slightly to the left of frame. I'll mm. move my, my, uh, shut, my um, focus point over the eye exactly where I want it. And that's yep. basically how you do it. And we'll put um, the, an example in the show yep. notes if anyone is a little bit confused because depending on, as Gina's mentioned, depending on the level of camera you have, it, will, it, it depends on how many focus points are in your little viewfinder. So yep. in my little little baby, baby entry level, super yep. entry level, probably only has, I don't know, four or just yep. a handful of focus points. But Gina's whiz-bang camera has, I don't know, 24 or like, like 24 or something like that. But, yeah, but maybe 50, 50 focus points. 
on your entry level, you can go up and down and mm. left and right, though, can't you? So yeah, so once. yeah, and so and all. But it's it's much can, more li- much more limited. But, but a smaller space, yeah, it's much much all, smaller. Most of them do have the capacity for you to do that. So it's either like if a, a pro level camera, you can there's just a switch at the bottom that you can you can select it and and away you go. Uh, some of the entry level cameras mean you need to go into your custom function menu mm. and scroll through and find it. And I could be here for four days trying to ex- go through every model of camera. <laughs> so, but that's basically it, Katrina. I hope that. Um, I hope that helps and, uh, yeah, it, it, it does make life easier when shooting on a tripod and when you're off tripod, stick to the way you're doing it because it's also a really, it's a great way. And it's worth checking out and taking the time to find it because Gina only explained this to me last year, I think. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, really? Well, like, wasn't it, Val, when you found that out? <laughs> point? Yeah. I'd yeah. Like, when I found it, I was like, oh, my God, this is <laughs> since Nutella. True. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. All right. So <clears throat> thanks so much for your question. I'm sure that's uh, going to help a lot of other people as well because, you know, not everyone knows. Uh, so we have a listener who has asked for a photo critique and this is from David Nook and he has sent in some photos of a, a model, a, a young lady yes. um, taken, they sort of seem at dusk and moving into the evening because then he starts to use some lighting and we'll put the, these images in the show notes which you can find at ginamilitia.com, that's M I. L-I-C-I-A dot com. And, um, we'll, yeah, we'll put these images in the show notes in case you do want to have a look at them. At them. But basically they're of a young lady in kind of like a white linen slip dress with long, wavy hair. Um, and, yeah, he's, he's shot she's shot one in black and white at dusk one uh with some great bokeh in the background yep. and one of her, her sort of crouching next to a a car a, a muscle car, car. Val. A, a muscle car classic yes. muscle car and so what has david asked about well, he just wanted some feedback on his shots Val. so he's he he's uh he's written here that he, he's used one uh speed light with a small soft box and uh, he was he was originally shooting uh, late at afternoon or sunset, but his model was a little bit late, oh. uh, and it was really windy. Mm. And unfortunately, and this is what happens a lot, he's he's uh, he's one of his soft boxes blew over <gasps> and oh, no. uh, hit the ground and died. Oh so, no. Uh, yeah, which is unfortunate, but I hear this a lot. So it's one of the dangers of like if you've got your lighting uh, up high and it's very top heavy, like soft boxes, the wind, and especially umbrellas are the worst, but the wind catches them and they mm. go down. So this is why I am such a fan of um, having a, an assistant or a voice-activated light stand because, mm. like, they can really hold on to the onto the light, and you're not going to get in trouble with um, mm. with th- with things blowing over. The other thing I recommend is you make sure that you uh, bring some extra bags or and fill them with uh, either sand from your location or rocks or cans of beans or like bottles of you know liter bottles of water so that mm. you've got they they stay put because once they go over like and they it's very sad to see lights break i think mm. so um 
He's used a white dress. Uh, he's got. Well, he's got. He's gone and got a, a, like a muscle car. I'm not sure what the car is, David, but like I recognise it from my youth, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's now a classic. Uh, but very cool car, and and he's kind of gone for in a couple of shots uh, an, an entourage style theme. My favourite TV show, Val. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? God, it's so good. I'm rewatching yep. it at the moment. Yeah. That's why when I saw that, I went, "Oh my God, Entourage!" Mm. So he's got he's got one of the shots uh, where it's like the lots of uh, amazing bokeh in the background, and he's gone for that Entourage look, which I think he's captured very well. Mm. What what uh, what David's done so well is he's balanced uh, d- uh, the use of flash with his with his background. So like they don't look overlit to me. There is the like he's used the little dook of light really well. So it's just like just enough uh, to bring the face out of the model and uh, it looks really good. What I do like in his black and white image is the angle that he's shot at. He's shot very slow. And so that really gives it a a really cool fashion look. Um, Mm. And uh, I love the way that that the hair's blowing around and also uh, how he's posed the model uh, in front of the car, which is like a, you know, a kind of a really cool sort of uh, fashion look. There's one question that he has asked he's like um the he, he said that what, one thing i learned was the model should have worn chicken fillets <laughs> to enhance her bust line mm. and uh, when i read that i'm um, um, because he want he wanted to have more of a fashion look and david i'm going to have to disagree mm. on that point because i think if you look at a lot of the high-end magazines yep. you'll find that the that, yep. girls have nothing no chest Nothing if at all. If you're going for high fashion, no chest. No chest. And I think that's uh, a, a, like the, the line of the clothes uh, yep. looks so much better with uh, like a, a flatter or, or, or like a smaller mm. um, a smaller chest. So like you didn't need the chicken fillets mm. at all. Um, save them for dinner. Um, <laughs> and, um, and then he was talking about would, would a second speed light um, to separate the model from the background. And again, if you're going for like a, a moody sort of fashion look, you don't want it to look overlit. So I think the way you've lit it with just one light is probably enough. Maybe if you had have had the opportunity to shoot a bit earlier like you planned, you can often use the sun. As a hair light, mm. and uh, that can help but separate. But I, but like I think, um, I think the way you've done it is there is enough lighting, and you've just managed to, um, you know, really balance the lighting really well. So uh, all in all, he's, he's done a he's done a great job. Well done, yeah, Dave. great job. And I think also it depends on what you what kind of look you were trying to achieve because as Gina mentioned, I think that the black and white shot you've got of the model at dusk is a, is really beautiful and it's a great angle. And this but this model has, you know, beautiful blue eyes and long wavy you know, gorgeous hair and quite a and, and a pretty face and a strong jawline. So yep. the thing is, if you are trying to achieve a strong pick, then you would shoot her with certain angles. But if you were trying to achieve a, a more feminine, a little bit more um, ethereal pick, you need to make sure that you know that she, that you realise that she has a sh- strong jawline and shoot her from different angles as well. Yep. If you are trying yep. to achieve something softer. Yeah. So yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Thank he you, found Dave. he found he, sorry Val he fa- he found a good side just in looking at that there. So one mm. thing when you're working with models is you, you, like before you do the shot, ha- ask them to uh, turn their face left and then right, mm. and you you'll be able to find like everyone has a, a preferred side. 
Mm. And I think this model that, that like, I think sh shooting her from uh, left into into right is is uh, a stronger side for her as well. Mm -mm. All right. Thank you, David. Now let's move on to this week's topic, yeah. which is all about getting air mm -hmm. into your portraits, how to add life to your portraits. Now, what do we mean by getting air, Gina? <laughs> <laughs> so basically um, you can have everything going for a shot, Val. You can mm -hmm. have uh, the gorgeous model, the amazing location, the fantastic lighting, okay? But then if you want to go up a notch or add a little bit more interest, there's a few things I like to do to bring life to the shot, mm -hmm. and that's getting air. So mm -hmm. one of the things that I love to do is get people airborne, which is fantastic okay. for adding life to a shot because it's an unexpected element. Right. Yep. Another thing I like to do is I love to have movement in the clothes. Oh yes. So you can have a very static image, but but if the the clothes are moving in a certain way, yep. then that can also add life to an image. And the third thing I do is if I'm photographing, this doesn't work with people who don't have hair, but mm -hmm. models with long hair, mm -hmm. is I love to get a little bit of movement in the hair. I'm not talking, remember the Bee Gees? <laughs> like when they used to do their film clips, yes. they would like have wind machines under them and their hair would be like back, flying back like it was in a wind tunnel, yeah. um, not that sort of level of uh, air. So there's different techniques that I use to achieve this. <laughs> so I thought I'd break down a few shots and, and, and run through that for today's podcast. Yeah, great. Okay. Well, why don't we start with leaping? Like what kind of... What kind of leaping? <laughs> <laughs> so... And where did they leap? This is an idea that started um, when uh, I think I reckon it was back in the neighbours' days, Val. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, I, I think everyone in the world knows what the show Neighbours is by now, don't you think, Val? Well, certainly in the UK and yeah. Australia. In America, I'm not sure. So basically, uh, if you're not familiar with Neighbours and you're listening from the States, it's basically an Australian soap, soap opera, um, which has been going for a billion years. So it's about it's like your equivalent of Days of Our Lives or your equivalent yeah. of Young and the Restless or Bold yeah. and the Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So and I it's about some neighbours. <laughs> neighbours in Australia, yeah. yeah. And so I spent a lot of time on the set of Neighbours uh, mm -hmm. for many, many, many years. And um, we were, uh, during some downtime, some of the actors and I were, were goofing around and uh, they started leaping into the air. And mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get that shot. And so I would be trying to get the timing right to get these guys uh, jumping from the ground, just like leap and see what sort of started by doing star jumps mm. and then let's try and get some shape. But <laughs> I couldn't. <laughs> it's very hard to do, Val. And so <laughs> for the first, I don't know, couple of hundred times I tried, oh, I would get almost, but oh. then it was just out of focus or I oh. like there would be motion blur and it was really frustrating because like when you see it on the back of the camera, you go, oh my God, that shot's amazing, that shot's amazing. And then as soon as you blow it up, you go, ah, it's not, not sharp. Yeah. Sharp. Could have been good. Mm -hmm. So like 
I played around with this for like you know over over the course of a few years. Every time I would have like at the end of a shoot, I'm like, okay, do a jumping shot for me, <laughs> and uh, they would jump, and I was like, I was amazed that uh, someone didn't get injured or <laughs> sued in the process. So, but um, so there'd be the, like this dialogue that like I'd be going, okay, okay, all right, I want you to jump, all right, all right, okay, you ready? So mm-hmm. we're gonna go on 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 three, all right, one, two, three, uh, hey, you know, on three, jump, you were supposed, to, okay, wait, 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 all right, ready, hang on, hang on, hang on. let's try again, okay, one, two, three, yeah, great, wait, sorry, sorry, it's not sharp, <laughs> let's try again, okay, one. <laughs> it just went on and on and on. It was like, and and like, have you ever tried jumping like from the ground? And like, everyone's got it. It seems easy, but like uh-huh. after about three, uh-huh. that's you, you can't do anymore because your knees start to go. And um, okay, so um, somewhere around like the fifteenth model that I went through, Val, <laughs> I I someone pointed out the science behind the jumping shot. Yeah, and. Like science being my strong point. We of all course. know that. I yeah. did busted out a bit of physics in last week's episode, <laughs> which was fantastic. Yeah. Um, that someone explained that like when you jump, right, there's there's a point that like after the person leaves the ground, right, mm-hmm. there's a there's just like a split second where they get to their, their full height where they just there's no movement. And then they head back down again. Okay, that, yeah. That's when you that's when you need to shoot. So the mistake I was making was I was trying to get the shot as they were leaping. I was trying like faster shutter speeds and oh, were, yeah. or as they were coming down, not that moment where they've they've jumped and then they 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 pause. You know, if it was a cartoon, it's ages. You know, you you know when they jump and you can see their feet moving and they're up there forever. But there, yeah. there is. It's not a split second. I don't know what it is in exact like nanosecond. I can't <laughs> tell you. But mm-hmm. there is like there is a definite moment where they they pause there for a while, and that's where I had to get my timing right. Okay. The next thing I did to 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 make it a lot easier was I got a little mini trampoline. Oh. 20 bucks. Yeah. Right? Right. And, then, and so that takes away the, oh, my God, I'm getting tired or, like, <laughs> I, I think I'm going to break my knee doing this. And so <laughs> you can get a rhythm going because you're jumping, jumping, jumping. And then, yeah. then you started to get into a, a rhythm and it was like, okay. And then I started to finally see the moment and it's all about timing, Val. Yes. Do you remember, you know, I'm actually doing it. I'm doing the jumping as I'm talking to you. <laughs> but you know what I'm reminded of? What? When in primary school, Val, did you ever do, um, like you used to have like we in the, like when I was at school, like primary school uh, last century, they, they would have <laughs> seasons. Like so in winter there was. Yeah, they've got seasons even when you're not no, at no, primary no, no, school. No, but in the school <laughs> playground, the different games that you played. Okay. swap card season. Oh. And there was also skipping season. Yes, yes. And elastics. Do you remember elastics? Yes, and elastics. Yeah. And marbles. Right. Do you remember marbles? Yeah, yeah, marbles. Actually, <laughs> I cleaned up with marbles. Really? Oh, that was the first go at being an entrepreneur. Okay. Um, I managed to like win like several thousand marbles. I started with one <laughs> yeah. and I got to several thousand because there was these alley 
games that we would play where you would have a board with holes cut out Mm -hmm. and people would throw their marbles at the board and whatever hole it went through, the number above it, like you have 10, 9, 8, they would win that many marbles. Okay. My board, (laughs) the holes were a little bit small for the (laughs) And someone sold me this board. I didn't make it. but. I cleaned up, and so I was there day after day. I started with one marble. It's so that naughty. It's dodgy, isn't it? Oh, it's like it's seven. I can't believe you're saying this out loud. No, thousands of marbles. I feel guilty about it still. Yeah, like, okay. Yeah. So <laughs> skipping, like you, the timing, Val. Oh yeah, the skipping. Yeah. Because the girls are there with the rope, and they're mm. they're going around and around and around, and you've got to like just wait for the moment where you can jump in and start and yep. start. Right. Yep. Same. Same with this getting air with the uh, the leaping shots. So it's just all about practice mm. and timing. So a couple of things that I like. I I I love to shoot them uh, with flash. And so right. I'm shooting at uh, like uh, one two hundredth of a second, or if you're on a, a, a Nikon, one two fiftieth. If you can get your head around high speed sync, where it allows you to shoot a lot faster then you can uh, set, set your sync speed a, a lot faster and that that helps a bit. But, again, it's all about the timing. So, mm. yeah. I, and, and the way I like to shoot these shots, Val, is rather than like if someone's leaping, the, the, normally that they might have a like some kind of expression like <laughs> on their face yes. right? or, or something like that. The way I like to do my leaping shots is I try and get everyone looking completely impassive, like just just right. no expression. Mm-hmm. And that combined with the like the shapes that I might be in makes mm. for a really cool and dynamic shot. That's so a great I'm tip. Doing it a lot, Val, in my shots, and then I combine them. I might um, drop in a different background or um, you know. Uh, combine a series of shots of someone leaping. So they might be the same person, but do them uh, over five different shots. It, it, it works really well. Yeah, fantastic. And so these people, like when you want them just to have a passive kind of facial expression, yes, that's fairly, and you explain that to them presumably, yes. yep. uh, that's fairly, it, it works for people oh, in the main? It, it depends on the per- – so, like, if you're working with someone who uh, is a bit uptight, this is a really good way to get them to relax because they're focusing on jumping, landing, not falling off the trampoline. Mm-hmm. So you, you'll get a, a completely different look, but it's just a matter of – because there's a lot of variables here that you're working with. You want the body in the right shape. You mm. want um, – you want uh, the expression right as well, so and and then you're timing it to get the shot right. So in terms of degree of difficulty, it's a difficult shot to get, Val. But yep. you nail it; it's so worth it. With the sync, so with the light, is that typically on a stand or is that on a it's... voice activated stand? <laughs> Um, so I've done this a couple of ways, uh, where I've had, like, I did a series of, uh, for a TV show where I had, I should have put that one in the show notes. I'll try and dig it up where I had, um, uh, the hosts of a show in one of those, uh, jumping castles. Oh, yes. 
And so for that shot, uh, I used uh, an assistant holding the stand up just so that we could actually uh, follow them with the light and get it in exactly the right position mm. uh, because they were bouncing all over the place. Mm. But generally, if I'm shooting in the studio, I'll set the lights up. Uh, mm. and obviously, they need to be a lot higher than and normal. It, you assume where they're going to jump to. So you just watch for a mm. while and you right. might do a, a couple of test shots and, and you know, but, but – the other thing is you don't need to get them to jump that high. It's not like you're asking them to jump five or six metres off the ground. Mm. You just want them to clear the, uh, clear the trampoline by yes. like a couple of centimetres. Yes. Because you can remove the, uh, the trampoline in post. Yeah. You know, and, and then it's, uh, you can put whatever background you want or just leave it as, uh, you know, do it outside on location do your shot with the, the jumping shot. Make sure you've got it fine. Lock off your camera to start with, okay? Mm. Get your jumping shot. And then when you're happy you've got all the jumping shots, clear the set and just do a clean plate of the background. Great. And then you've got a way that you can um, Photoshop out the light, the, the, uh, the light stand, the trampoline and everything, and you've got your jumping person exactly where you need them. Now, if you're wondering why, where in the world you would do it, why in the world you would do a jumping shot, well, we've put some examples in the show notes. And, um, and even if you don't go to the show notes, we can explain. So one of them is, Gina has taken of a ballet dancer. So that is obvious. That, that's an obvious one because, you know, a ballet dancer in his kind of great, wonderful pose um, uh, in a – I don't even know what ballet move that's called, but he looks like a ballet dancer. But also Gina has shot uh, um, Matthew Deladova, who is a basketballer, but she's shot him in a suit or, you know, like a nice fancy hipster gear. But she does want to (laughs) (laughs) to illustrate that he is a basketballer. So even though he is dressed in his fancy hipster gear, he's got holding a basketball in one hand and she's got him jumping as if he's about to, you know, throw the ball as well. And there's also a great shot, Gina, that you've included here. And it's, um, who are these people, Gina? It's basically a couple of guys in... A couple of DJs. Overalls, right. A couple of DJs, a couple of guys in overalls, and they're jumping too. But the way Gina has got them in their poses, it's kind of like they're, you know, um, meant to be... Uh, like they're sort of like superheroes about yes. to go to war. Yes. And so very clever, very clever. Um, so another cool way, like we're always looking at ways to uh, bring something else into the portrait, you know, yes. and it's just that little unexpected twist that, mm. uh, that, that works really well. Um, the shots of Matthew I've given, there's actually two examples that I put in the show notes. He, he for some of the shots, he, he said, I can, I can leap from the ground. It's what I do. It's my job. So, yeah. and you can see like he got maybe five centimetres off the ground, but that's yeah. going to be like, you can only do so many of those. Mm. And especially with an athlete where they've got the entire entourage like watching going please don't land <laughs> poorly mm. and I'm, I'm wondering about my public liability insurance mm-hmm. and I'm like let's just get the trampoline out now mm. and then like I can control the shot a lot more when they're on a trampoline I can get the shapes that I, that I want um, and there's mm. also off the trampoline there's more I think it's called hang time Val does that what? sound right 
what, where what, they're what? just like the the moment before oh. drop is is like hang time. Okay, it? we're back on that. Um, is that what you say? <laughs> I don't know, but it sounds good. <laughs> so it's it's think, the point at which they reach the least velocity oh, before that, they start oh, going oh, wow. before gravity takes hold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That moment, I think, is just it. Probably isn't. It just feels like it's slightly yes. longer mm-hmm. off the track. You just feel like you've got more control. So it's a, it's a great way just to bring uh, some energy and life. I've done it with comedians, Val, where I've had them like just um, being in a, like a, a pose like they would be standing, like hands in their pockets, completely void of any emotion on their face. And then I just get mm. them to just like just leap up a little bit. And what happens is it just puts movement in the face and in the hair and they're just like just slightly off the ground and it's just that it's just that little unexpected twist yeah, that fantastic. I love in my photos I love to do that it's really clever yeah so um definitely give it a go if you if you can um because it is as Gina said it's just that little gives you a little bit of an edge now yep. obviously you need to do it with the right people but just start experimenting but one thing everyone can do and i really love this is the next one which is getting movement in clothes yeah and uh that's it's such a such a useful one because it can take a very static shot and that's that that applies whether you're doing a wedding or whether yep. you're doing a lifestyle shot or a portrait um or anything like that but there's so many situations where that can where the photo can be brought to life by just getting a little bit of movement in clothes so where do we start on that one Gina so this is yeah this is something that I learned um working with with stylists because it's actually something that as a photographer I, I hadn't thought of it's because I'm not thinking about the clothes I'm mm. thinking about skin tone mm. the background lights what the lighting's look like but, but 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 what they would do is like we would have the shot set up and then if we had um it works really well with with certain materials um, like uh, silk and chiffon and mm. like a lighter material mm. and we would be uh, have the shot set up and then the, the stylist would ask, like, when you're ready to go, count me in and I'll, I'm going to put some life in the gown mm. and they would just like pick up the edges of the gown and flick it mm. so that it, it just – comes to life and it looks like you know it, there's, there's been maybe a sudden gust of wind mm. like people do it like use a wind machine to do this kind of thing but you don't get the same kind of um beautiful result it's like this mm. really uh gorgeous thing that happens when you do this to a gown just like pick it up and flick it it's like when you put your sheet on the bed and you flick it yep yes, yes. yeah and um, like things like the lighter fabrics are what wor- work. So if someone's wearing, say, like a, a woolen gown, mm. it's not going to have the same movement. Like you can get a little bit, but it's it's going to be too heavy. Like those lighter, silky, chiffony, those sorts of ones, mm. they kind of float. So yes. you actually get you, you can you can often get two or three frames in before yeah. uh, they, they've completely stopped moving. So it's a, it's a really good technique. So um, sometimes I might have two people either side of the model and it's like one, two, three, flick. And what's lovely about it is every shot is completely different. And then mm. and you can get so carried away that you end up, <laughs> everyone's watching the gown. 
<laughs> gown has this like, oh my god, that was amazing! Did you? And the models kind of, what am I? What am I? Chopped liver, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, so that that it's it's really fun because that, but- that again. Of course, it doesn't have to be a gown, right? Because, I mean, even though Jean is talking about silk and chiffon, this can work equally with, say, a men's shirt. Mm-hmm. So isn't that right, Gina? Yeah. So um, often if I'm um, just shooting uh, like a, a male uh, portrait and I just want to have some movement, um, maybe if I just want to add a bit of sexy veil into the mm. shot and without being, uh, you know. Without, without the model just opening the shirt himself. If you, he Which could blame it on the wind. Yeah, because that sometimes just can be too much. It's high. I'm standing here and I've got my <laughs> shirt off. It, it, it can be too much. But if it looks like there was just like a little breeze that just mm. kicked the shirt back a little bit, mm. then, you know, that, 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 that can look quite sexy and just like just enough to be like a great shot. So for those sorts of shots, uh, a wind machine works really well so that can be also a fan yes Uh, the same thing yeah you don't Uh, need a a special wind machine you can just use a regular old fan yeah yeah like a Mm. five dollars from a a secondhand shop really Mm. and if you don't have that use a hairdryer a hairdryer on cold uh, on cold as well and then you can actually aim it wherever you want want it to go so Mm. works really well for for like again um it's the lighter fabrics that move around really well and, t- and tend to respond to this sort of uh, uh, hack really well, Val. Mm. And you can get the, the little, well, this might not work on a person, but I got those little from the $2 shop fans, like, you know, the little handheld fans that are really cheap. And I tried to shoot Rocky to use it as a wind machine on Rocky because <laughs> Rocky's my other cat <laughs> and he's got slightly longer hair, which is why... <laughs> How did it work, go, Val? Did you get that sort of wind machine? Like to oh, now. yeah. Look, <laughs> he he kind of ran away. <laughs> of course he did. It's like thinking you are not right, lady. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what else you got? So the other thing you can do with uh, gowns or uh, um, dresses, dresses. Combine the uh, like jumping and the movement of the dress in one. Oh. Okay. Oh and yeah. So, okay. So so one thing that I love to do uh, with models, and you've got to get um, this again. It's timing. It's difficult, but if you can get it right, asking your model to take a step across camera. And it's basically their their front foot is stepping forward and their back foot is kicking back. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's like a like a step kick kind of <laughs> maneuver, <Okay. laughs> right? That again adds some life to the shot. But then, as you're doing all of that, you've got uh, someone off 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 um, camera holding onto the dress as they're jumping and just oh. flicking the flicking it as they go. So you get that movement as well. And we, we've, we'll put an example in the show notes if you're not quite sure what the step kick is. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But again, so it's just like combining those things to get lots of movement and lots of life in the shot. Mm. So another way, uh, if you don't have someone to help you, uh, and this is what great models do all the time, and mm. especially if you've got like long flowing outfits on, is you can get them to flick the flick the garment themselves. So if they've got mm. like a, a longer dress, just get them to pick it up and let it go and, and then bring their hand back into place. 
and then um, you get that life as well in in the gown or the or the dress, and and that can look fantastic. Another thing I like to get them to do, Val, is uh, you can get people to just to twirl. Oh yes, okay. And then that also uh, adds a lot of life and and movement in the clothes as well. So you know, there's a few things that you can do with um clothes. Great. Now let's move on then to kind of like what I try to do with my cat. Cat yep. Rocky getting movement in hair, even though I was not successful. I just, I just need to get him used to the fan. Yeah, yeah. Got a better technique than the fan, Val. Go on then. So what we used to do, like back in the eighties and the nineties, is like <laughs> the fan and the hairdryer. That's what we would use to get that wind machine, wind swept look. The problem is, it's windswept Mm. and it's not fantastic and what happens is you might get uh movement in the hair but it actually you get all the flyaways as well and Mm. it actually can really flatten the hair out yes and then your hair's all just just blowing in one direction too much and then you've got all those little flyaways that that go everywhere and it's not it's not like it's not lovely as it should be, mm, and it's mm. like um, makeup. A hairstylist hate it when you do that, and um, yes. you can you might get one shot out of it, out of all of them. But it's like it's not a great way to control um, the hair. There's a mm. better way, Val. So a okay. couple of things that we do is like the hair dryer is great if you can get a a, a good one that you can just. What I'll do is say if I'm doing a headshot of someone and they've just got they've got long beautiful hair like lots of it beautifully styled lots of curls often that can look just on its own as a shot a bit heavy yeah and it lacks and if you just want to give it something it's nice like if you're outside there might be just a gentle breeze And it just might kick a little bit of the hair. That's Mm -hmm. what I'm looking for in the shot. And so if you're outside and there's no breeze, you can actually recreate it. So Mm -hmm. if you're outside, no hairdryer, nowhere to plug one in. The (laughs) best, best way to put Mm -hmm. movement in the hair is to just use a sheet of cardboard. Right. Get someone to just like fan it. Like, and it's it's, it's not fanning as like, like you might fan yourself if it was a hot day. It's actually mm. just like a flick with the fan. Oh, yes. So you just like um, go from um, top to bottom, just flick it down. Yeah, great. You know? like imagine if you were smacking a book on the table, you know, that sort of action. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. That's the flick. And that gives uh, not only uh, – it's not going to give like that same flat fanning back action that you'll get with a, a wind machine or a hairdryer where everything goes back all it does is it'll pick up like a couple of little bits of hair and just sort of flick them gently mm-hmm. like a um like you would get if it was a gentle breeze awesome so simple i it's didn't need so to scare simple. rocky with the fan no so you could get a little piece of cardboard so it's i actually now because it has to, like it, it's cardboard that works the best. Sometimes, like we end up using my reflector boards as to, mm-hmm. to do that to the hair. But then I've run out of like I can't use the board as fill, mm. um, and they're not as good. I haven't found anything that works as well as the humble piece of cardboard. Yeah, yeah. So awesome. it, you know, it, it, like uh, you, you vary the sizes, but like it, 
fairly decent size and a fairly stiff cardboard works well. And when you find one that works for you, keep it in the top of your camera bag. Yeah, and basically saying go for the very subtle, gentle, tiny hint of a breeze, forget the wind machine. Yeah, just a hint of a breeze can make – it just brings just a little bit of life uh, into the shot. Do you think that's important whether – I mean, because you mentioned that's good with a long hair. What about if it's short hair? Well, I mean, if it's a crew cut, it's not going to – Well, no, just, you know. Like a a bob or – yeah. And and there's ways like – like I like – I love uh, shots where like the the hair, you can can direct it so that it blows across the face Mm. rather than blowing back. And that can give your shots – a complete like a, a, a just another look. So what I like to do is if I'm shooting headshots, I'll get the clean ones, get the shots that I'm happy with, and then at the end I'll bring in a few like where I'll get the fan action happening, mm. the piece of cardboard just to bring like little bits of life, little pops of life into the shot. Okay, great. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Is- so something to experiment. It just adds. It just. Just add something to it's the It's a shot. tiny little, yeah, thing that can it's make that a difference. 1% valve. Yeah, that's right. But it's the 1% that can make that can make for, oh, well, that's the money shot. Exactly. Well, you know, not money shot, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows what I mean. <laughs> so I would say then that hashtag Gina challenge this week is pretty obvious. Uh, so um, if you're new to this podcast, we have a challenge every week. It's called hashtag Gina challenge. And what we do is we pick a theme. So that theme might be, uh, jumping or that theme might be colour or it might be black and white or it might be reflections, it might be portraits, whatever. And uh, all of us participate in the Facebook group and upload our picture for the challenge that week. Now, the great thing about this challenge is that you can interpret it however you like. Mm. So, you know, you can, yeah, it's it's totally up to you. So there's lots of flexibility here and it's just great to see each other's shots and to comment on each other's shots. And um, so what is hashtag Gina challenge? challenge for this week, Gina? Yeah. Yeah, I would think that that would be definitely the challenge. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, that brings us to the end of this week's episode almost, Gina. What are you up to this following week? So there, I've actually just uh, completed a couple of uh, blog posts that will be out this uh, very oh, great. soon. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and um, I've got uh, some uh, Lightroom presets that I'm working yes. on for, to give away. Yes, uh, for those of you who don't know, Gina has, okay, if you join Gina's newsletter, which you can do at GinaMilitia.com, uh, if you join Gina's newsletter, then only the people who subscribe to Gina's newsletter get every month free Lightroom presets. And you have to be on the newsletter. There's no archive. There's no way you can get them if they've already gone. Um, well, not for free anyway. You can purchase Lightroom presets from Gina's website. And a lot of people have been purchasing them over the past week, which is very exciting. And we're getting a lot of great feedback that people are using them and loving them. But if you do want the, if you do want the free one that comes every month, make sure you sign up to Gina's newsletter because it sounds like there are more coming. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Very excited. Mm. 
And what else are you up to? Uh, so uh, some of the stuff I can talk about, like uh, this week uh, I'm going to be, you'll be interested in this, Val. I'm going to be photographing a uh, karate like master. Oh, wow. Like a master. So like you really? should have been my assistant for I this know. because you could bust out all your moves. Yeah, well. You know? <laughs> so I'm actually Don't have very, any moves. <laughs> very excited about that. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And you, Val, what are you going to, aside from um, – Rexy and Rocky's photo shoot. What are you doing? <laughs> um, what am I doing? I have a new team member starting next week. So Ooh. we're doing a lot to prepare for that and make sure all of the stuff is in place. And she'll also be um, working on uh, helping out with your website and oh, uh, and your blog. Um, so, yeah, I can't wait to uh, for her to join. But also I can't wait for, to read your new blog posts because Gina's blog is fantastic. And you can also find it at GinaMilicia.com, M-I-L-I-C-I-A. And where do we find you on social media if you want So you can find me on Twitter at GinaMilicia and Instagram at GinaMilicia. And I'm in the Facebook group uh, every night <laughs> and yes. um, on my website, of course. Yeah. So do join us in the Facebook group. Search for So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community and uh, we'd love to see you in there and you'll find me at Valerie Koo on uh, Twitter and Instagram and of course in the Facebook group as well so until next week remember hashtag Gina challenge is hashtag air and we look forward to seeing your shots so until next week we look forward to chatting to you then thanks guys thanks for listening to so you want to be a photographer for more information free resources and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit GinaMilitia.com.